14, 14, well now 15, 15 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You're tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro. Now, we have our tech conversations, which we bring to you every week and every Wednesday, taking a look at the latest developments and, of course, some innovative and very creative companies in the world of tech or that are enabled by tech. Uh, that's certainly who we try and speak to on this platform. And today is certainly no different. Uh, this evening, we speak to a co-founder at Fixer. This is a company started by Bayabulela Cholobe, Mawe Tusoka, and uh, Curtis Young. And it's a mobility as a service company that offers on-demand reliable car service, uh, connects you with experienced mechanics, and uh, yeah, ensuring you, the overwhelmed car owner who can't afford uh, to go and visit a service station, uh, all that you can get in a fair and transparent service. And uh, yeah, anything from booking to payments and uh, to uh, getting a sense of your service history and also uh, giving you, uh, I guess, on-the-go reminders of uh, some of your maintenance milestones on your vehicle. Uh, Mawetu Soka, one of the co-founders of Fixer, joins me on the line to tell us a bit more about this. Mawetu, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you to the listeners as well for having me. Metro FM Talk. And maybe I want us to start off here. I've certainly seen SAAS a lot, right? Software as a service. Yes, sir. Ben, I go and become an mobility as a service. What's that? As a tale, is it? What's that? What's that? What's mobility as a service? All right. So mobility as a service is basically we've got this group of technology companies that are now trying to focus on improving movement and transport um, within cities. So we are there to help people become mobile. You'll hear people helping you to find. Uh, transport, people for helping you to find where to park your car, mm. people helping you with last mile delivery, all those different technology companies are now grouped as mobility as a service. I see. So, so, so if I have a platform that places sensors on rented vehicles to track how badly or well the driver who's the customer is driving, that would be seen as a mobility as a service type it definitely is. It's there to improve your driving experience, um, and those types of technology are definitely mobility as a service. Okay, but you guys—I mean, you guys—I uh, guess have a, a service here for Rabanda Bafananat is lecha people who are busy, uh, you know, people who are just lazy to go to you know the uh, uh, mechanics or to the chop shop to get things done. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's what we do. Um, so we've combined mechanics with software so we can offer a better customer experience at a lower cost than current alternatives. Mm. So instead of you spending a few days comparing quotes on a, on, on, on a website, making phone calls or searches on Google or asking your friends, you basically just go on our platform, enter your specific details, find a service that's suited to you, even when you don't know what the service is. So we've got services named, I hear a knock on my car. I, I hear a rattling sound on my um, steering wheel. So you don't need to know um, um, these car terms and words. You can use those different search parameters to find an issue for you. And they will be able to attend to your car quickly in around uh, 36 hours. I mean, I had a client this morning. He was on a photo shoot. Um, he tried to switch on his car. It didn't uh, switch on. 30 minutes in between another service, we came in, replaced his battery, and we were gone. He could continue working without any interruption. And that's what we're there for. Must have been tough, though, uh, when people aren't driving about to, for you guys to bring this to market with COVID-19. 
No, it definitely was. I'll tell you, imagine the first four months of the year where you're a, a, a mechanic car repair and maintenance company and you can't do anything. Uh, it was only until level four where they allowed us um, um, to be able to service vehicles uh, for uh, first responders um, where we at, at least got to get into some work. Mm. Um, and then we started to shift from there. But I guess the one positive is that customers were now getting very used to digital and we saw a, a steady increase in growth for customers that are very okay now going online and uh, booking services mm. as opposed to before COVID. Sure, sure. I want, I want us to pause here for a second. Uh, we're going to take a quick spot break. But when we come back, I want you to unpack for me in an entity like this. Um, it might be easy, I guess, if you are in a certain part of Joburg or a certain part of Cape Town to perfect the model. Uh, but I'm quite interested, I guess, in what is involved operationally when you want to scale this model. Uh, over and above, I guess, the starting point where you guys are at the moment. We'll continue after this. 21 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our Tech Conversations here on Metro FM Talk. And this evening, we are in conversation with uh, one of the co-founders of Fixer, an entity playing in the mobility as a service uh, uh, tech space, but also helping, I guess, overwhelmed, busy, lazy car owners who might not want or might not be able to afford to go to a service station uh, with a convenient and a fair, transparent and pricing framework that does everything from booking right through uh, to giving you some maintenance uh, reminders. And uh, the co-founder of Fixer Maweto Soka is my guest this evening. Maweto, I mean, you were speaking about, I guess, the impact that COVID-19 and sort of restrictions on mobility have had on your business. But also, I guess the flip side is that it's certainly onboarded uh, people onto digital platforms that ordinarily might not have done so were it not for the pandemic. I'm interested now because I guess you, you guys also have an interest in scaling beyond the province of Gauteng. When you look at your business, um, yes, there's the digital parts, but what are some of the real world operational face-to-face -face parts of your business that as you think of scaling, say, to the free state or wherever, uh, are going to be critical either to replicate there or, or to maybe, I guess, do differently in some spaces? No, definitely. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, the, the, the main part of any business is to find a repeatable business model where you mm. can create value at lower than uh, what you spent to provide it and then uh, find these customers repeatedly. I think with us, um, that was the main part of when we started in Randburg in one suburb was just find the next 10 customers and keep finding them. Mm. Um, and as you scale to, um, to the rest of Gauteng, we've noticed there's, there's a few key things. Um, so we obviously use software considerably. We've got um, the front-facing platform managing customers um, and their information. We then have uh, platform managing uh, mechanics. So when a customer makes a booking, it provides mechanic uh, with, um, okay, who I am Goku with his um, um, car now needs a brake pad replacement. Do you accept the service? Cool. When the mechanic accepts the service, we then move from there to our logistics partners where we say, all right, we need a brake pad for this particular car. Mm. Um, and then we speak to our other um, um, part suppliers to book our logistics suppliers to go fetch it and then drop it off at the mechanic. Um, and that's literally what we need to keep doing at a consistent time period over and over again um, at, a cons at a lower cost over time in order to scale. Mm, mm. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I guess when you think about different parts of the work that you would do. Where are the big margins? Where, where's the big money? <laughs> it's not sitting in the business, I'll tell you that. 
Um, you, you know, the, the, the big margins are sitting with the part suppliers. Mm. Um, I won't lie. That's, that's, that's really in the industry where you're looking at making real money. Um, it's, it's, it's the workshops. And, and that's the thing about business. It's usually the dirtiest part of business is the one that makes the most amount of money. Um, so it is there. it's really about growing our customer base and our volumes in order to get more and more discounts from our part suppliers. Mm. Um, and, that's, and that's really where we can transfer those savings onto customers, but also be more profitable in the way we, we, we also manage our business. So, so when you say it's in the parts game, um, I mean, maybe explain that to us. Are you playing in that space? Do you have component suppliers who give you the parts or are you like vertically integrated there in order to capture some, some of that margin? No, so we definitely have parts suppliers that we work with. Okay. Um, it's not a main a revenue line of our business. We really mm. just use that to be able to manage um, our cost of sales. Um, and we do that by increasing our volume in order to get discounts. We are plugged in to the matrix, I'll call it that. Um, currently, we've just signed a deal um, with a partner that gives us access to 250 parts suppliers across the country. Mm. And we were just doing that now because now we're getting ready to scale to three more provinces. So we needed a partner that allows us to go national. So now that we have that, we have access to systems that allow us to quote faster um, and get access um, to parts for greater discounts. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, you guys have a very interesting model here. I mean, you were saying you use a lot of, uh, you know, uh, software in your business in order, I guess, to manage the enterprise processes of getting, you know, uh, a calls from clients, dealing with those, managing, creating profiles for all of them. Um, with where you're sitting now, I mean, where else do you see technology, I guess, streamlining and, uh, you know, better operationalizing this business, but also, I guess, making you some money as well? No, so we definitely, you can go into different verticals. You can either go backwards or you can go forwards, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, oh, you can even go sideways. So backwards is us integrating more into the part space and likely going into that business. Mm. Um, going forward is what other services can we provide to consumers on the front end? Can we look at insurance? Um, can we look at um, a maintenance plan um, and, and, and other types of, of so, uh, services? I'm now partnering with another fellow entrepreneur who provides mobile car wash services. Mm. And we're trying to make sure that we can partner there. And then there's the sideways um, discussion where we always get people coming to us where, will you go into plumbing? Will you go into other services using the same platform and the same software and technology? So these are debates we're always continuously having about mm -hmm. where do we go next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just with, within yourselves, I mean, as a team, uh, just briefly the story of how this came together, because I guess we haven't heard that part in how you, uh, you know, as a team, uh, alongside uh, Bayabulela and Curtis uh, came together? No, definitely. So uh, we, we know each other from Varsity. Um, mm -hmm. Bayabulela is actually my cousin, and I only found out once we were business partners. Sure, bro. You know, Eastern Cape is so small. <laughs> um, um, so we all come from the Eastern Cape. We were at NMMU together. Sure. You know, um, Curtis was, was like a big brother to us, um, and we were all really friends. Um, Curtis and I had worked together in the banking industry as well. Um, and he, he, he left to start a, a technology consultancy company, and he was successful in that. Mm. Um, and during that period, he did have car issues. Um, you know, you're an entrepreneur, cash is low, um, and he decided to, you know what, I'm just going to wait a little bit longer. I'm not going to fix it now. And then his turbo ended up getting blown. Mm. Um, and then the, the small problem became a bigger problem. And then when he went to the various dealers, it was obviously an exorbitant cost to fix. Mm. 
And then at a bry, um, a mate of his referred him to a mechanic um, who could uh, obviously fix his car at much half the cost. Um, after then, Curtis, being the type of guy he is, he doesn't let a problem go. He just said to himself, this must be a problem a lot more people have. And over December on his own, he just built the platform. <laughs> Um, and then he came to us. I remember sitting outside Starbucks and he's like, you know, basically, do you want to go on this crazy ride with me? And I'm like, Curtis, why? <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, and then, yeah, over a coffee, it's just like, okay, screw it. Let's, 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 let's get on this ride and let's see where it can go. Um, and that's basically how, how it happened. Okay. Fascinating story. <laughs> so, so, so where are you guys now in terms of, um, sort of, capital structure side of things um you know have have you sort of gone for any funding rounds are you looking for investments <laughs> so that's why i'm asking you that question look so i think the great thing is that we 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 built um for the investor um starting out sure. um we 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 are likely being commerce graduates ourselves um we, we are well versed in at least the financial aspects of the business and and, and business cases so we built it out like that from the beginning. We knew that it's also hard to get funding without you getting customers. So that was the first thing we did. And we really only went for funding and competitions and the like only three months after the business because there's nothing better to pitch for funding when you have receipts um, I'm, <laughs> I'm in front of an investor. So we did win a competition at IBM um, where we got 500,000 Rand um, uh, grant from them um, for the company. Um, and that was six months into the business. We'd grown from Randburg to probably about another 30 other suburbs. And then um, within last year, we did close um, a seed funding round with I'm in for 1.5 million. Mm. Um, and that's, that's currently where we are now. Um, in a month or two, we'll be going to our next capital raise as we look to, you know, take over the country. Um, and then we'll go to the market again for more money. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So certainly, I guess for all of those investors, uh, be on the lookout for your funding round, which I assume <laughs> is going to come through soon. Definitely will, definitely will. And I think most important, um, in, you know, what's better than, than funding is customers. Um, and uh, we do appreciate, you know, you bring us on this platform to be able to speak to customers sure. as well. And we do have a coupon for customers that's 400 and off. Um, and it's Meet Fixer, um, M-E-T. M-E-E-T-F-I-X-X-R. You apply it at the checkout and you'll get 400 rand off. Awesome stuff, brother. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, man, trust an entrepreneur to come on your platform and sell. Yeah. Uh, but that's how it is, man. Mawetu, uh, uh, thank you very much, my brother. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, I was saying there, I mean, I felt like I was on Zoom there for a bit. I was saying, uh, with my mic being off, and thanks for that, Chos, <laughs> uh, that uh, also, that's why I say that at the end of Chwaka. Let's go check.